and you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian-American perspective. What I do, what I do. Oh, Smooth man. Marvin voice is back Always. and welcome. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. We can't seem to get rid of that. I'm voice. your host, Marvin Yue. Joining me as always is the lovely Christine Minchi Chang. What's up, everyone? And with us in the studio is <laughs> the talented, amazing Asia Raphael. Hello. I love your voice, man. Thank you. Yes. I've been working on it. <laughs> yeah, I can I just, tell. Andrew, just, Andrew Figueroa just brings it out of me. It just, just comes out. <laughs> it's it's little, out, that's for sure. It's a little frightening. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, all right. everyone. This I is got, what the creative I, arts does. It I releases it. all these personas. I shake it out of me. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for braving the LA traffic to get here. <laughs> of course. All the way of from course. Riverside. It's one of those things where can't leave earlier than nine because it's heck of traffic in the beginning of it. Yeah. And then once you leave, it's traffic in LA, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like not traffic yeah. most of the time and then... So we've said many things to the, AJ. You hit the East LA traffic, right? Then you hit the um, one hundred and one traffic, one hundred and one traffic, the downtown, <laughs> the Valley traffic. <laughs> so much traffic. Oh yeah, yeah. LA, but, but right here talk. on the one hundred and seventy wasn't that bad. Okay, the LA people know what we're talking about. Yeah, one hundred and seventy ain't that bad, but one hundred and one is awful. One hundred and thirty-four now it's like terrible. It's terrible. Oh really? You're, it's good I didn't take the seventy-one to the yeah. Minji's we're just gonna start. <laughs> Minji has totally acclimated. To the LA lifestyle, talking about. I'm just good with maps. You're Bay, right? I'm just stuff. Yeah, I'm Bay. Bay. Yeah, <laughs> but I I love maps. So in general, I like to figure out how to get where I need to go. Yeah, yeah. so I like place everything. And y'all in the Bay don't say the 57. No, we do not. You don't say yeah. we do not. They say really the I-10 or the um. They don't say no. They just say 88 or whatever. Really? Right? Is that the? I think thing? so. Like hmm. you take the. Or you take 101. Yeah, in, in the Bay, we go like, we took, I took 680 to 580. Yeah, yeah, blah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. You don't That's say it. the. No, we don't. They don't say the. We mm. do not. This anyway, traffic talk. Anyways, wow. yeah. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> well, This is how people learn about lifestyle. In LA, the traffic is a huge part of the life. Well, we're so glad to have AJ on the podcast with us. Thank AJ you. is, of course, a multi-collaboration alumni and also helped us put together our epic medley from last year's star that... The video's coming out soon. We can show we you. Oh, yeah. Editing, yeah. Show you. Oh, yeah. I would love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been part of collaboration on all sides of the table. Yeah, uh, you have. Competed. Um, special guested. Special guested. Guest um, judged. Guest judged. <laughs> and then performed again, but um, kind of helping direct a medley with yeah. multiple people and Which, actually that was, truly collaborating. That was amazing. Like I watched the video the other day and Marvin's been working his butt off on. I got really like weepy all over oh, really? again. I'm kind of scared to watch it. I don't know. Cause it's pretty good because remember during the rehearsal, we were all like all over the place in terms of setting oh, yeah. up staging. And then oh, yeah. we had a, while you guys were uh, practicing with Jin or I think when Dia was on stage, we were in the office. It was like a war room. Like, all right, 
exactly who goes on stage, picks this up, <laughs> goes off stage, and then we had right, everything exactly. planned out so that if you, like, I was up in the booth during the show and I was just so relieved that everything went off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah. It looked no, like it was definitely. flawless. It did feel. Uh, it didn't feel flawless, <laughs> but I'm sure it was no, perceived no one to noticed, be flawless. Yeah, no one noticed that it was clunky in any way. They were like, yeah, yeah. oh, that was really well done. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, Thank like the transitions you. and stuff. And now we <laughs> just right. completely revealed all yeah. of the uh, backstory. But that's <laughs> Pulling back the curtain. Yeah, for sure. But, but that's that, the magic. It's the magic, but it also is exemplary for me to say this is how pro people are. Because you just, you went up, you owned it. You didn't act all <laughs> awkward. And that's kind of the difference between an amateur and a pro. You're oh, like, all right, we're just going to handle this show. Yeah. We rehearsed it 45 minutes ago. I don't care. <laughs> well, you guys can watch the video when it comes up probably sometime next week. Cool. On and collaboration yeah, YouTube? Know. Yeah, collaboration cool. YouTube. We'll share it on Facebook. Yeah. And let us know what you think. But let's start off the show. Each and every week, we start off with a pop culture roundtable where we go around the table and talk about what's been on our minds in terms of pop culture or Asian American lifestyle. Great. So let's start this week with Minji, her story about becoming her mom. <laughs> Ooh. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was really random and hilarious and wonderful. It, I was in my first BuzzFeed video, which is yes. going to be released any day because they're That's fast. a bucket list thing, right? It is. It was, it was huge. And so uh, it was produced by Chris Lamb and Jenny Yang, my friend, our friend. Our lovely mm-hmm. comedian, mm-hmm. our lovely spokeswoman for the larger Asian American community. Yes, she is. She invited me to be part of a video called Things Asian Moms Say. So that was fun. We, we did a Facebook poll. Was um, your mom in it? No, I was my mom. You became your mom. I was I was the Korean. I was not necessarily my mom. I she was wore like a the wore representation a wig, the, of the, and like the Asian mom glasses. Mm. And mm. yeah, it actually they're not. But it's about the outfit and the hair. It disguises it. The glasses are actually hipster glasses. They're Chris's glasses. Ah. <laughs> so they're not really, they're not silver framed, yeah, you yeah. know, like my mom's. Yeah. But they worked. Cool. It's just having glasses with that perm hair. Yeah. And, yeah. and the cardigan and the Burberry scarf. That's awesome, though. So we had uh, Filipina, played by, Filipina mom played by Joy Regulano. Oh, yeah. Yes. She's hilarious. Uh-huh. I didn't get to see her whole shoot, but I we kind of just intersected. Yeah, she's funny. She's so funny. And then Jenny was the Chinese mom. I was a Korean mom. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Jenny rallied. Nice. So what do Korean moms say? Or can you not Yeah, give us an example. The, 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 the main overlap, like if I'm imagining this Venn diagram of all the things that all Asian moms say. The main <laughs> thing, it all surrounds food? food. Oh, knew it. Did you eat? Did you eat? Did Are you, you hungry? Yeah. Did you eat? Why Did you, you eat already? Eating? Yeah. Are you And eating? when you come in? Yeah. You have to eat. Yeah. Or it's disrespectful. And yeah. then right afterwards is you eat too much. Yeah. Why are you eating so slow? And they call you Stop fat. Eating so yeah. fast. It's all around food. So there's, you know, I that's think funny. that's the main crux of You should eat less. Yeah. And then it goes into you gain some weight. Yeah. That's the common denominator. Skinny. Yeah. I love it. And it's just the way that we show our love. So mm. there are variations from all different perspectives of how to go about these topics. Talking about relationships, of course, like, you're not allowed to date. Yeah. you got to study. Why yeah. aren't you married yet? Like right, five right. minutes later. Right. Yeah, all so the contradictions true. of our... I love it. It's yeah. fun. And it's so sweet. And it was actually, we filmed it on International Women's Day, which I didn't realize until after. Yeah. I finally yeah. got on Facebook and I was like, oh my God, how That's perfect. So funny. It's a good day, March It's good. Does your mom, good is, your, is your mom a big food mom? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially growing up. I mean, now not so much, you know. She's like, uh, you handle your own stuff. Well, because we're both <laughs> on this like health grind thing. And she did this uh, 20-pound transformation camp that I did a couple months after. She did it too? Yeah, she did it as well. And she's the first one who did it, um, who I knew. Uh-huh. And of course, that was so inspiring to see that. 
you know. That's so sweet. So, you know. Your mom seems like the best. I haven't met her, but I feel like I know her because you're always snapping and <laughs> yeah, Instagramming for sure. her. She I, seems like a she really awesome person. She helps me with my meal preps and stuff. And nice. She's so great. See, my mom's also, she's really into yoga and working out. And, oh, you know, like nice. Classes. So things my mom say to me nowadays is all about health. Are you working out? Are you eating right? Here's what I read online about nutrition. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And then that's like half the reason I'm late all the time these days is because my mom corners me before I leave and like lectures me about <laughs> what I should eat for lunch. And vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Things, vegetables. Yeah. vegetables. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I think that's I and you know, it's something that maybe can be kind of like, okay, but take that away. That's a sad day that you don't have the mom like being concerned about your fiber intake. That's a that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Today she was talking to me about kidney failure and what she mm. read about Marvin, you are so. in your 30s now. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. His birthday was yesterday. Oh, hey. National, International Women's Day. You're in your 30s? Y'all's is also Pisces, my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces, hey. I love yeah, Pisces. Yeah. Happy we, birthday. We, I'm a Cancer. So we're we like the indecisive along. Zodiac, right? We're, are you? Yeah, because we're fish going the opposite directions. Yeah, yeah we got two. We're very romantic two. and mm-hmm. like... Get creative. Creative. We're very... Oh. Loyal. Loyal, but indecisive. Mm-hmm. We want to do everything, but we can't, but we still want to. Wow. Speaking to me right now. It's, me right now. <laughs> it's like my whole life is just like a building. Um, yeah, but if, it, if we could go a little deeper, but I know it's just round table, but one of the things that I realized, even when I was making light of the whole Asian mom thing, um, we talked about this at We on the 8th the other night, or last night at the 8th. This is Wednesday. Anyway, on the 8th, we okay. had this discussion about how uh, Asian people are having a hard time just being really vulnerable with their stories because of this culture of shame and just like the pride, etc. Okay. And I did realize, even with comedy, I felt that because I didn't want to like misrepresent my mom, even though I'm not being my mother, but I'm still her daughter. Right, right, right. And I, I, I sent her the photos right after the shoot, like, mom. Did a funny video on on Korean moms, and she responded like, "Oh, it looks so funny!" You know, it was a <laughs> yeah, positive yeah, response. Yeah. Uh-huh. But part but. of me was like, "I don't. I hope she doesn't think that I'm like mocking fun of her." her. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want that to be. Anyway, I trust Chris. It's going to be a great video. Yeah. But just being aware. I mean, it's going to get back to her. No, she's All totally going to watch gonna it. Share it with her she's going to share it. My mom is, you know, she's adorable. She always sends like my photos that I send her. She sends it on Kakao on the text oh, app Kakao, to, yeah, to yeah. all uh-huh. her friends. It's awesome. She's going to be proud. But I just realized that. I was like, that is very real, even with something lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway. Well, that's nice that you were concerned about that. I, hope, I don't want to lose that. A lot of, <laughs> you know, people, YouTube guys, they don't care. Yeah, it's better than being cynical, but like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do what it takes and justifies the Yeah, means. do what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. But it was fun. So thanks to yeah. Jenny, Chris, and Joy for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I was looking for our daily horoscope, but I just lost it. <laughs> Dang it. Well, let's move on to AJ. What's been on your mind, AJ? Oh, my gosh. Like, pop culture-wise, Asian stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, anything. 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 Whatever is on your mind. <laughs> well, I, I've been on a theater kick lately. Nice. Um, so... I'm musical directing my second um, like professional musical ever. Awesome. So that's happening. Um, But I've noticed that, you know, I've always noticed that there's not a lot of Asians on the scene. Oh, no. And especially being behind the table. Mm -hmm. It's like, but they don't even come to auditions. (laughs) I mean, maybe there's like one or two. You know, You're all the way on Riverside, AJ. I would be there. <laughs> well, you know, I was just talking. I just had a lunch meeting with Andy Lowe of the East West Players, and he okay. was talking because he's they're casting right now for their production of Lakage, um, which is the Birdcage, yeah, yeah. right. And Ooh, he was Lakage. talking about when he's um, 
when he casts for musical theater and he gets all, everyone's resumes, and one thing he's noticed is like uh, resumes from white actors, all sorts of productions, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, resumes from black musical theater actors, it's more specialized. It's like the hip hop musical. Sure, theater. sure, sure. And then the Asian ones are just Miss Saigon. Different, oh my gosh! Different production of Miss Saigon <laughs> so, with like big gaps in the middle. I feel like I right? saw um, Allegiance. Oh no! So nice, I heard it was closing, uh-huh. and I was like, I got to see this because it may never be on again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, because it closed early. Yeah. And who knows if it's going to get a tour? Maybe not. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe Allegiance in concert one day. But Leia Long was great. Tell you long. George Takai. So you went all the way out to New York today. I went all the way to New York Dude, <laughs> to watch goals. this play. Um, I was considering that, and then I was like, I, was, I have no money. <laughs> it would have been worth it. No, for sure. It was definitely worth it. I knew Telly Lung uh-huh. from a Scott Allen show that we did together. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, anyway, you can come backstage to say hi after the show. And nice. met up with Leia. And she was like, AJ, so nice to meet you. Like, all this <laughs> oh, cool stuff. Like, And she's like, let me go get Telly. Tell him you're here. Like, it was, like, surreal. And I brought my two friends who were just in Spring Awakening with me. You um, met Jasmine. It was so cool. But it was um, it was one of those things where we were also reading the, the playbill. And everyone's Asian in the cast. Well, yeah. there's, um, like, three white people. Uh-huh. Um, but... We're reading it, and my white friend, um, Madison, she's like, this is really sad. Sad, I mean, it's great, but it's also sad that you're reading all these credits, and all the girls ensemble, they've all, like, played Kim from Miss Saigon at one point, you know? And it was like a kind of... diagram. (laughs) It was like a moment of realization, I think, for her, thinking like, wow, this show is not only important because of the whole Japanese-American internment camp thing, yeah. but also because it's giving them more opportunities. But how sad is it that there actually isn't many opportunities? I mean, there aren't many yeah. it's, it's a long-running show, but it's basically been the only... Like, only recently did we even have... Like, a Korean-American recently took over the, the role of Anna for The King and I. Right, um, right, right, right. right. For, for a show, and that was, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right? No, I feel you. I mean, even <laughs> Miss Saigon, I mean... It's mostly been Filipinos. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, even when we're giving opportunities to Asians, it's like Miss Saigon is always casting in the Philippines. You know what I mean? Opposed to, like, casting Vietnamese people. Yeah. So, that, you know, that's interesting. The people as well. that the people, it's about. <laughs> exactly. So, that's interesting. I mean, we, you know, we're a step in the right direction. But but still, it's it's a big moment, especially when I had my, my white friend Madison be like, whoa. They've all just been in Miss Saigon, and then the other white actors. Every other yeah. show want to hear something. They can even play Asians in other shows, right? <laughs> right, right. So yeah. funny anecdote. So after I grew up doing musicals as a kid, like church and community theater and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then I I took a hiatus from acting, and then I got really back into it in college, studying abroad. I was like, oh my god, I love this. So as soon as I graduated, I moved back home, and I was like. I want to audition for something. I had never auditioned for anything before because mm. I always just got in classes or they needed yeah, yeah. people. So I, I got automatically uh-huh. cast. The first thing I ever auditioned for was Miss Saigon. <laughs> and it was for the Tri-Valley Repertory Theater. And nice. I I was about to puke and I was about to run. I was like, I can't do this. It's just so nerve wracking. <laughs> I was like, I need to leave. I can't do this. And I heard the girls because, you know, when you're auditioning, it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear all the people before you. There are two course. girls before me phenomenal singers so i was like i'm not getting this lead role and then i did i came in i sang all that jazz from chicago and then um the the casting people were so nice they're like well miss chang welcome back to theater and i was like oh my god and then i got offered one of the roles for like the bar girls uh yeah yeah. because those are the only other characters the cafe girls (laughs) besides kim right yeah and then i i backed out 
Uh, because I thought of my parents. I was like, I don't know if the first role that I want to get. Because you got to dress in that like, bikini and stuff. I just figured, what? like, oh. it, as, as even like, I didn't know what the costume was, but in theory, I was like, I don't know if this is how I want to get into acting. Like, I don't know how I could break the news to my parents, say, hey, I got to go to rehearsal. I'm going to be in all these shows. And like, oh, cool. What's the role? Which they wouldn't have been all cool. They'd be like, excuse me, what's the role? And yeah. I've been like, uh, you know, yeah, one of the prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's a real story, and I know that there's yeah. value in in the, in the musical itself. But it's funny that you bring up it was the only thing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I could play this. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> no, I totally feel you. I mean, so you know, the diversity card in theater. Um, I mean, it's so funny that this that industry. It's totally okay to be like discriminatory and like you know, not yeah. hire people because of their race and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's so backwards. I mean, I understand it in one sense, if it's like a periodic piece and stuff. But right. Hamilton, yeah, yeah, is, Hamilton. Telling, is telling a, an American story without any white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You I mean, they a, got like white ensemble and the white Yeah, king. but you have like a Latino playing Alexander Hamilton. You have a Chinese American playing Eliza Schuyler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't and want then to you watch got, it so bad. You got like um, uh, African American playing, playing George Washington. Aaron Burr and George Aaron Washington. Burr. Um, yeah, what an amazing soundtrack, music, um, and musical. I was, I was, I entered the lottery every day I was there in New York. <laughs> so I was, I was telling them, you know, I was telling, uh, the Allegiance folks, like, I was like, I'm not sure if I get a lottery, I'll go the next day. I'll go the next day to Allegiance, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but didn't get it. And I was like really tempted on StubHub to get like these $700 tickets. They're but insane. Because, yeah. and then the Grammys happened and got more expensive and the Tony's are going to happen in June. It's going to be even more expensive. So, um, I'm happy for Hamilton, but it's just, it sucks that it's, it's so hard to get a damn ticket. Why yeah. all, uh, you guys are accommodating the one percenters, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, for real, but that's not their fault. Like, they've I sold know. tickets for regular price, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, they're, awesome. it's really big with the political crowd. Like, yeah. I read an article where, like, in On the Hill, if you haven't seen Hamilton, you're like, an outcast. Like you, everyone quotes it. Everyone yeah, talks everyone about it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen it, if you're a staffer on the Hill, Hill, like if you, if you're in politics and you haven't seen it yet, Damn. Ha- people fake it. Like, cause they listen to the soundtrack and they like, pretend <laughs> that they've seen yeah, it. Yeah. I watched yeah. it. I thought, Aaron Burr, man, he's, he's my boy. He's the best rapper <laughs> yeah. of all time. No, it was amazing. Watching on the Grammys, uh, that guy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, you know, he's been, uh, writing, plays for you know latinos musicals um and now he's broadening it even more that's so amazing you know um in the heights was amazing yeah bring it on the musical was amazing and now he got hamilton so that's great for all of us when yeah. i watched the hamilton clip i talked about it right after the oscars that it like melted my face off i was like yeah. i mm-hmm. am so happy right now yeah that because it was just uh i love theater it's such a spectacle yeah, yeah. in like the best way I totally feel you. Theater's so, awesome. I can't, so I, well, I'm we, just... Well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, we, we, we can talk more about um, AJ's theater experience yeah. uh, <laughs> after a break. But um, let's finish this uh, roundtable up with my topic, which um, I wanted to talk about Zootopia, but AJ hasn't seen it yet. So I'm going to talk He's around it. Because I know AJ is a huge Disney fan. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And this was a really good You movie. are Disney to me, just FYI. <laughs> oh, thanks. I have this. I know you have the Simba tattoo. Oh, wow. That that's, 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 that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, and, and it, it fits him so well. I so when I when he, he, he was Snapchatting it, I was like, oh my god, it just all makes sense. You know what I mean? Because you get friends that get tattoos, and you're like, I don't know about that. No, that's totally. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Man, I'm so sad I haven't seen Zootopia. Usually I would see it first weekend. Yeah, so I'm going to talk around it because Zootopia is a great movie. Everyone should watch it. It's very timely too, and it's one of those movies where 
um, you go in and it, you expect one thing and then it hits you with another thing. It, it becomes like a whole different movie. Yeah. So I didn't know what to expect. So I kind of was different yeah. for me, but yeah. Well, I mean, I you, yeah, not spo- not spoil too much, but if you watch the trailers, that sets up one part of the movie, but it's not like the whole thing. There's right, like right. more. I, I, it's not really layers, but there's more to the story. Have you seen Inside Out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. is it similar to that where it's like, yo, this is like an adult yeah. story, <laughs> you know, kids will see it differently, but you're really feeling some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of things. <laughs> very well acted, very well written, and just, yeah, you should watch it. But oh my gosh, I want to ask you guys <laughs> <about vibing it. laughs> any other um, experiences you had where you weren't expecting one thing, then it turned into something else, like your favorite movies or media that, that did that to you. Ooh. A lot of things, actually. It's hard. I know that it's happened quite a bit, but it's hard for me to pinpoint one example. Right. I when, mean, Inside Out's one of those. It was. Inside Out was one of things. those. It was just such a pleasant surprise. I loved sadness. I mean, I'm a huge Amy Poehler fan, yeah. so I love joy. But Oh, okay. Oh. That's when you actually liked sadness. I no. Like, That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> no, you know what? Sadness it is not. As a cancer, so we're talking about sure. astrological signs. The reason why I mentioned because we're water signs. What have I done? Cancer is that we're the most emotional and sensitive. Like we we put on a tough exterior, like the crab, but we're very, very, very like sometimes overly sensitive, mm-hmm. and we hold a lot in. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, I I have this thing where I I was told my whole life that being emotional is bad, which is why I was like. Damn, if I had Inside Out when I was a kid, do you know what I mean? I think <laughs> it would have totally really yeah. altered my perspective. And that's also what makes Utopia pretty awesome. But A lot of things. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I agree with And there's a lot I could say but about Utopia. But I think these days it's, it's – well, okay, let's switch gears then in terms of these days media like because of the internet, because of there's so much noise and so much consumption of entertainment media, um, what kids are exposed to is – way like they're exposed to way more than we were as kids right when we were yeah. kids the stories were pretty like prince saves the princess good versus yeah. evil very black and white right, these right. days you know everyone as we grow older we learn that everything's more gray but i feel like these days the kids are learning that earlier a lot more earlier. nuanced stuff yeah. right yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're saying like inside it was such an adult thing like i still th- contemplate how little mermaid impacted my life because i really think that it did Mm -hmm. in terms of her rebelling against her dad which is my dad is like the main villain of my you know quote unquote of my my (laughs) adolescence and like what that meant when she was like all in love with some dude she saw on a boat for like 0.4 seconds yeah 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 you know what i mean like it does impact it so i i've gone i've gone that far with disney being like no i feel you what did you i mean mulan i feel like was the first kind of real breakout princess where she was like a like a badass yeah you yeah. know what i mean and it was um, about her family like she yeah, was yeah to exactly protect them. exactly and it wasn't about like just finding true love yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean you can kind of see the same about Belle too she was set up as a you know independent woman who right like didn't need gaston and his manly biceps and <laughs> yeah and then she charms. falls in love can you bring and her then, in a song but then like <laughs> I've seen some critical, like, so people went back and looked Stock at Stockholm critically. Stockholm Central. Uh, ah, yeah. yes. Oh, I haven't gone <laughs> there with Belle. There's been a lot oh, of, yeah. um, Crackers did a video of how th- that's one of the t- a movie romances which has no chance of, like, actually succeeding because once, like, she saves the beast, yeah. like, kind of. God, <laughs> girl, we could go all day about the whole, Oh, like, my God. But yeah. it's it's just funny because those are these fairy tales that, you know, Hans Christian Andersen, like, I have that, uh, 
book in, mm. in my room. Like I bought this old edition because it's beautiful. You know, fairy tales are like really beautiful and they've lasted centuries to tell us these like romantic tales. But that's why it's so fascinating to watch the new, like brand new mm. original written in 2015 stories. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. yeah. Kids definitely see a, and are exposed to a lot more. That's for sure. Even with like, like TV, you know, we were watching cartoons and stuff when we were little. Yeah. I mean, people, like my sister has been watching Glee since she was like, you know, 10 or something, right? <laughs> and like Glee gets crazy. I like, haven't watched Glee. Glee gets things. really, um, I mean, it's like the extremes of high school, you yeah. know, like they're talking about sex all the time. You know what I mean? Um, not that that shouldn't be, you know, yeah. I mean, talked about, but it, it's kind of, Sometimes you're like taking it back. You're like, whoa, there, this, this, um, TV show is the, their demo is, is kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they target their audience to be like 11 year olds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so well, a lot funny. has changed in the years. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean Simpsons I- used to be, the, my mom didn't want me to watch Simpsons. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's not half as bad as. And I wonder what it's like for immigrant parents who don't even understand all the jokes and stuff. Because I don't think my mom understood the the raunchiness of the occasionally on Simpsons, sure, like, sure, whatever. And I would watch like I just remember my, the most risque things that I would watch on TV were like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that yeah. was like the most kissing <laughs> grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a rebel! And then Kelly and Zach broke up, and my whole world imploded. <laughs> I know, I know. She's so hot. Kiss the TV screen. She's still so beautiful. But anyway, <laughs> really yeah. it's just yeah contrast. But and and but I'm wondering too what flies over your head as a kid. No matter what, like you're a kid, and you, if you don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't get everything. Nuance, I, right? And more critical thinking. Then maybe when you reach like adolescence, you're like, oh, I already understand this. How do I already understand this? No, I feel. I think. Have you heard that? At 14 is when you actually start understanding abstract ideas like love and things like that. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's like after 14, I was like, yeah. Because before third 14, like before high school, like love is like simple. Simple, yes. Simple. And then you start hurting and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think then I I was a little bit early bloomer. Love hurts, guys. 12. All right. No, nine. Oh, nine. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for participating in this roundtable discussion. Let's take a quick break before coming back with AJ and let's um, talk about some collaboration updates. Cool. This podcast is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and creative fields, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents in our communities. And we've got quite a few events coming up from Collaboration from all around the nation. Uh, if you're in New York, there is an artist happy hour happening tonight if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, March 10th at Toshi's Living Room. For more information, check out Collaboration New York. Um, on their Facebook page or at their website, collab.nyc. This Friday, March 11th, Collaboration Atlantis is making a triumphant return with their showcase and silent auction happening at Vino. To find out how to buy tickets and for more information, check out their Facebook page. The very next day on Saturday, March 12th, there's an event going on in Chicago. Um, it's the annual Lunar Ball. Uh, which is a charity function for local nonprofits, and Collaboration Chicago is one of the beneficiaries this year. So, if you're in Chicago and you want to support your local collaboration as well as other uh, well-deserving nonprofits in the Asian American community, check it out. Uh, the Lunar Ball is happening at the Chicago History Museum, and if you check out Collaboration Chicago's Facebook page. You should find some information there. 
Also happening this Saturday, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, is the Camp Fest Festival Social Club, which is being co-presented by Collaboration San Francisco. It's going to be a great night in the Mission District at the Slate Bar. It's going to feature a bunch of really great Asian-American talent, um, including quite a few Collaboration SF alums. So if you're in the area and you're looking for something fun to do, come stop by the Mission, come to Slate Bar and say hi. I'll be there this weekend too, so you say hi to me. For those of you interested in being a part of Collaboration Chicago Showcase this year, they're holding their auditions on March 19th at the AC Hotel. For more information, check out their Facebook page. And finally, if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, the, the LA team's having their first event of the year on Wednesday, March 23rd at the Craft Beer Cellar in Eagle Rock, California. Uh, it's going to be a great night of live music and community. So if you're in the LA area, um, stop on by. And as always, we're always looking for enthusiastic people to join the collaboration movement. If you're in any of our 14 cities and want to get involved with planning events and supporting your local Asian American arts community, um, check out our website at www.collaboration.org. There is a link to our volunteer staff application at the top of the site. And yeah, shoot us an application. We're always looking forward to working with new and enthusiastic people. And that's about it for this collaboration update. Uh, as always, you can shoot us an email with your comments, questions, or feedback at podcast at collaboration.org. That's collaboration with a K. Thanks for listening. And uh, now back to the show with AJ. And welcome back to the Collabcast. I'm your host, Marvin. You are joining me on this table is my co-host, Christine Minji Chang. Holla. And Mr. AJ Raphael. Hello, everyone. Hello. Who's currently selfieing himself. I am Snapchatting. Snapchatting. It's the new craze. Self snap He's currently chatting the snaps. <laughs> that made no sense. I told you. Are we in the San Fernando Valley right now? We're in the valley, technically, yeah. Oh, okay. We I'm is. getting a Snapchat filter. Oh, hey. SFV, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? The valley. The valley, Yes. Hello, it's nice to be with you all. Nice to be I, with she, you. Uh, Minji's wearing a uh, red flannel. Thank you. Which is so I'm give you guys a visual. It's it's actually feel it. Oh, this is great. Oh radio. my <laughs> gosh! It is not a flannel. It is like a nice business shirt material, but it looks like a flannel. It's masquerading as a flannel. Oh my gosh! Right? Wow, that this is fascinating for you guys. I gotta say, what a cancer. <laughs> okay. Before we get into talking to AJ about his recent adventures in musical theater some more, um, what's up with, like, so there's been this trend, I think it's been a trend forever since like the 90s of really, really nice, expensive clothing that pretends to be old and ratty. Awful. Right? Mm. Like, I think it started with diesel jeans, right? Oh my God, what? and they're so expensive. But they're all like tore up. Yep. And washed out. Yeah. <laughs> if we made a video called Things Asian Dads Say, it would be like the one of the first things that popped into my mind. Like, he always cr- criticizes what I'm wearing. Like, he got pissed <laughs> at me. I bought an Abercrombie and Fish jacket, which I kind of I regret. I wish I could take it back. But it had like the worn out, like, you know, it's destroyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vintage, vintage destroyed on the arms. And then he's like, asked me, he's like, what the hell did you do to your jacket? And I was like, <laughs> I bought it this way. And that started a whole... Yeah, of course. Why you spend money on, like, uh, ripped up nah. clothes? My dad's the same way, but it's because my dad studied... Fa- he's a, fa- a fabrics engineer. 
Like mm. he works in fabrics engineer. He works in um, fashion, uh-huh. so he understands. He can touch something and know exactly how much the raw materials cost. Damn. So wow. buying clothes Damn, and wearing them around him <laughs> is like it's an inspection. Like <laughs> so, like my dad likes going to Ross and like Marshall because he can like seek out what's the best deal just by looking. At just everything. by touching. Wow, that he is. Looks, he looks at the stitching. He looks at that's the impressive material, and then he. He, he, has, he has a really good eye. Like I, a lot of my, you know, nicer clothes. I have a really good like guest coat mm-hmm. that he found at Marshalls. <laughs> nice. No, I totally feel you. Yeah. I mean, and then Kanye takes it to a new level with just like a plain shirt. Um, so not even, you know, but and it's like, like over a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, but that's been going on too for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember going to Bloomingdale's when I was like kid because my aunt would always get. Um, my cousin actually would always get uh, like deals off because she worked there. Uh-huh. So our whole family would take trips there. We do like the twenty twenty <laughs> discount, you know. Yeah. And I remember looking at these shirts and some ripped up too, like Affliction, like you know all these weird brands, so expensive for like something so plain. And now thinking back, I'm going into like H and M and Forever Twenty One and stuff. Thank yeah. God they all have men's clothes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thinking like, why were those things so expensive when you can get it at Forever Twenty One for like. Not even $20. Yeah. I kid you not. When I went to Europe last uh, fall, when I went to Europe, um, but I was only Ooh. there for like four days. But my, I met up with my friends' friends who all work in tech in San Francisco. Yeah. One girl went out on a shopping spree on her morning off, dropped like 3K. And I was like, I, I that, anyway. Um, but she was showing us <laughs> the whole thing. And like part of like a quarter of her wardrobe were all like destroyed clothes. And there, you know, she bought them in Paris, and I bet you it was probably like eighty euro for this T-shirt with like <laughs> no holes in them. No, I feel you. So I felt like my dad in that moment. I was like, "You spent how much on what?" But you can make holes yourself at home, you guys. Yeah. It's called DIY. Go on yep. Pinterest, YouTube. That that is so true. <laughs> A lot of people do like doing that, so yeah. that's great for them. Yeah, I I also buy stuff that's you know. I did too. I love the I love <laughs> the ripped jeans look. I destroyed my own. I bought some. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, do you know what? do yourself. Style. Fashion. It's a fashion. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> I apologize. Let's bring it back. Let's reel it back into like AJ. That, Hello. Okay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so you've been a um, musical hiatus for a while in terms of doing your own things, but you've been mm-hmm. busy. I know. I think a lot of people are art, right? a bit confused about what it is. To me, it was like hiatus from the life I was living, mm. which the life I was living was playing shows pretty much every weekend, but also always like booking shows and, um, you know, kind of being in the music scene, quote unquote, I guess. Um, and like trying to write songs and, and perform new songs and stuff. But it became tiring for me to do that. It felt like, and actually had been, um, almost 10 years of straight living that life. Mm -hmm. And, and when I say living that life, it also having the pressure of like living that life, you right. know, and like uh, giving um, myself to my fans in that sense where, you know, I'm, I am giving them new music and opportunities to see me do my thing, you know, and what people have kind of grown up into knowing me for, which is, which are my songs, I guess, and, and um, being that guy on YouTube. Like, um, so I, I've been meeting a lot of people now who are like, Yo, I've been listening to you since middle school, you know, and they're like in college or graduated. I'm becoming a grown up now. So it's crazy um, doing that. Like they literally grew up with my music and a lot of it kind of, um, 
they they associate my music with like really emotional um, memories and stuff because mm-hmm. I write mm-hmm. a lot of breakup songs too. Yeah, you know, so um, they're always saying feels. You know, that's like in the new word feels. Um, when I meet my fans or whatever, um, especially I, I just came back from the Philippines and um, like a lot of them have my stuff because they weren't able to get on iTunes back in the day. They just have it downloaded my videos. So they have everything, you know, Aww. and in the Philippines, like, you know, they have apps to download videos and have them on playlists and stuff. Right. Aww. Like that's the culture there. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of them and celebrities out there, too, and celebrities, sons and daughters will write me like, oh my God, you're here. I always remember that video you did back then. And it's like old videos, you know? Yeah. So, um, we're really watching those now. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's cool to hear that I've made an impact on my fans' lives and things like that. Um, but also, yeah, did get a little tiring of having to keep that up. Um, and having to keep, um, I don't know. I felt like there were a lot of expectations. For sure. And so. you're the, the artist in terms of like content creation. We've talked about this with different new media mm-hmm. creatives, right? Who make their living off of creating the content. And it it's it's it, it can be super exhausting because yeah. you become a machine that just has to keep churning out XYZ. Exactly. On I, this yeah. time at like mm-hmm. this time, you know, yeah. this it's 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 a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than I think people cuz they a lot of people think I'm living the life and making all this money and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. But, um, so I just wanted to give that up for a little bit and, you know, wrote this whole letter, but yeah, so been on a hiatus for over, uh, for almost a year and a half now. Um, but during that, I kind of took the first year to, um, just kind of chill and relax and spend time with my family and stuff. Nice. And, um, I was writing a script for uh, a movie, Red Rose is the movie, which, um, my first time writing a script, I started that last February. Um, and then I, ended up getting a call from my old musical theater teacher saying, Hey, there is this opportunity for you to musical direct young Frankenstein. Just this huge, nice, yeah. crazy musical <laughs> in Mel Brooks, you Mel know? Brooks, yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I wasn't really familiar with the musical and wasn't honestly really familiar with Mel Brooks. So I was like, yes, hell yeah, I'll take it. Like during the call, I was like, yes, I'll do it because I'm free. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have any contracts or anything to perform. So I took the gig and it was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, even though, you know, like I read music well and, and um, play piano well enough to like sight read or whatever. And, um, but as I'm learning the thing, I'm like, yo, this is hard. So I literally spent a whole week like plunking out everything, like making sure I knew how to play it. So when I went into rehearsals, I was just like, okay. And I was still very nervous doing that, you know. Leveling up, man. Um, Yeah, it was like, but it was one of those things where like, you know, I could get paid that amount, uh, an X amount for this whole six weeks of um, being musical director and also accompanist. Uh Um, The same amount of money I'll get for like one brand deal where I just need to like shout out a brand in a video. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, it's so interesting, but I felt more creatively fulfilled yeah obviously yeah you know who yeah who wants to just do brand deals all day i mean the money's nice but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it sucks yeah. the life out of you i mean it's like day to day you're doing something that you love right and working with like talented people talented people and watching who, them grow yeah yeah pulling the strings yeah pulling the string. yeah exactly <laughs> like being on the other side of the table like i had been in musicals in college and stuff never got paid to do musicals or anything but um now i'm being paid to like help you know help musical direct it and choral direct and stuff and That's you know so when dope. they're asking me for for advice or like hey do you like this i'm like what are you talking about like (laughs) it it was it was a trip to kind of accept that role for a little bit you know so i kind of still played it like you know i'm 
obviously always learning and stuff, but um, the fact that they were saying they're learning from me is like, it was pretty crazy in a professional aspect. Because I had been like directing choirs since I was 16, like in church and stuff and like community stuff. But when they're getting paid (laughs) and I'm getting paid, it's like there's obviously different expectations. Well, you're also classically trained from Berkeley School of Music. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. you Probably Berkeley. able to use those skills too, right? The things you right, right, right. There. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Berkeley was a little more like a contemporary school, so yeah. In that sense, um, like working with bands and music, and and then learning from those teachers, you know, I was able to definitely bring that experience to to these guys. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting be on the other side of the table, um, and also interesting seeing the theater world. In, in that way, you know, mm-hmm. even though it is just, it's local, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still, uh, it feels good to, to do that. And then shortly mm-hmm. after Young Frankenstein, um, I was informed of an audition uh, for Miss Saigon at a local theater there as well. It's still professional paid and all that stuff, but um, Miss Saigon ended up taking back the rights because they're going back to Broadway. Oh, wow. So, um, more roles for Asians. Yeah. Going so it's going back to Broadway. So <laughs> we couldn't do that. Asians. Um, and I was like, I was getting called back for Tui, the cousin of Kim and I was so excited. And then rights got taken away. I was like, damn, uh-huh. I guess I wasn't meant to be. But then director called me and it was like, Hey, I saw you in spring awakening in college. I'd like to cast you for the same role. We're doing spring awakening now instead of Miss Saigon. Nice. Um, so, so I ended up being like, you know, huge blessing in disguise and, I was on the stage for the first time, on that kind of stage, yeah. for the first time in four years, you know, being part of a musical. So when I say that I'm on stage, I'm like, I'm still doing music, but I'm doing music in like a totally different way, yeah. you know? So it feels, it feels good in that <laughs> sense. So I've been going to auditions and stuff. and You're building new muscles. I feel like that's, that, I mean, I, I love that because, again, to me, when I think of you, I think... Disney, I think, <laughs> and I do think musicals, and that is like you just said, it's such a new frontier still, right? Right, like there's still trails to be blazed, and I would not, I could not think of someone better than <laughs> you to be part of that. Oh, thank you. That because it, it just it is who you are. You have this personality and this like, um, I don't know, and this presence, and then and the, your musical style, the way that you sing, it's just it, it yeah. fits so well. No, it definitely so, feels. I mean, even at home, you know, like it feels like a real life musical. Oh yeah, jamming. Anybody follows <laughs> AJ on Snapchat? Humming while he's brushing his teeth. There's always an ensemble <laughs> cast at your house. No, for <laughs> sure. It's it's um it's been cool to do that in on that platform. You yeah, know? and and bring all the stuff that I just do regular life to I guess get paid for it. I mean, I, it's sad that I use that as like a legitimate. To, to legitimize it but, you're you know, a working but it is, artist like, man as a professional yeah. you want to get right. paid for what you do yeah, yeah. and right. like at some point doing stuff for free just it's not going to cut it anymore oh, yeah. you know definitely definitely and so I'm you know yeah. t- talking to all these actors that I'm meeting and stuff and you know we're all on kind of the same journey you know taking different roads obviously you know yeah. but uh, the same struggles, mm-hmm. you know, even though we're in different places and stuff. And I come from this whole different YouTube world and these actors may come from a, like a business world and I'm right. like, and they're like trying to get in and they're not getting paid as much. You know, I'm like seeing how much these, like, especially ensemble, they go to rehearsals every single day and get paid maybe half as much right. as like the leads. Yeah. And they're not getting paid nearly as much as like the creative crew. Right. So it's like, it's crazy to see how much passion and they're not just coming from Riverside. They come from like North Everywhere, Hollywood, yeah. Glendale, Fullerton. That's what they really want to do. That's what they really want to do. And mm-hmm. they're, they're doing it mm-hmm. to, yeah, build their resume, but 
also because they just love doing it. Yeah. So being around super, super passionate people again is um, definitely motivating for that's me. That's huge. It's crazy. It's really you know? crazy. I mean, that's, I've been uh, there's a there's a commercial that I'm I'm trying to book for Hawaii, cool. but I went to the callbacks and I went to auditions. So I got to see the same people um, quite a bit in the waiting room mm-hmm. um, for the last couple of weeks, and I was just asking them. You know, everyone asks like, "Oh, wh- where do you live? Where do you go to class? Do you was your agent? Blah blah blah. That kind of talk, right? Yeah. I'm like God, talk. I'm so Hollywood, but Ugh. it's really interesting because I see a good quarter of them, maybe even a third, were like, "I'm not an actor. Like, I just do this to make extra." cash on the side which is cool because hmm. like they have a good look and i could totally see them being in a commercial and you know a lot of commercials they are, they're looking just for like regular people right? right so it makes sense but then on the other side i was like okay so if you're not like a full actor right like it's just like a sure. hobby you're doing sure. you sign up for la casting that's cool but so is this it like is this the pool of you know what i'm saying like tw- 25 to 35 year old asian people that are eligible for this role like that's I keep I feel like I'm constantly data collecting every uh, audition, every workshop. I mean everywhere. that may be the case. And that's what I'm curious about because <laughs> I want I want to work with people who are like what you're saying. Right. That are like in I mean, it to there's do the art a, yeah, and a difference you know. because musicals you have you have to allot a certain amount of time. Yeah, right? it's a lot. So like a commercial you can do I mean a week most. For real, right? yeah. You show up so for a day. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, a day shoot, you yeah. know. So yeah, definitely being in, in, in musical you can kinda tell and you're, you're watching them work, you know, and it's like, wow, this guy's really into it every single day. Yeah. But you can tell there's some guys who are just here and want and leave a rehearsal right away. You know, right, right, right. Don't really talk to anyone after. Yeah. But w- what's interesting is we, we were also talking about a supply problem, right? Like you, you're noticing in your improv classes that you're the only Asian face around. I'm for the last, yeah, this yeah. year and last year, I was the only Asian person out of 16. So one sixteenth. And then I'm paying attention to other people coming out of classes and I haven't seen another Asian person. I did see an older Asian woman yesterday. So, okay, I'm not saying that I see every, I don't walk into every class. I'm like, <laughs> like so we're doing a census and uh, I need to know, you know, yeah, it's not we doing should that. Do that just no, but it's, it's something that's noticeable, especially to us because yes. representation is so important that you see in the musical theater world. Right, right, you know, right. Not only is like there a limited amount of talent available, but there there is a limited amount of opportunities available. Right. 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 That is so true. Yeah. I was having this debate with, with Bo. Like, not debate. We're just discussing. But what I'm saying is Bo that... Bo Sia from yeah, like the 8th. Bo, Bo has been in the industry for a really long time. And then he's looking at it. Well, like, I'm, my goal is not to be an SNL, so I'm not going to do improv class. I was like, improv class is not... If people... Are, again, and this hopefully this is shed some light for people who are interested in becoming an actor or, or doing any sort of comedy the industry itself has evolved right so it's not even just like you need to do improv just because you want to go to snl it's you need to do improv and comedy because they want that for like commercial actors it's become at this point in 2016 kind of a prerequisite if you want us to take you seriously as an actor we need to see that you trained that you learn from people who actually know what the hell they're doing, who know what comedy is. Right. So if you go to one of these top schools for comedy, which UCB is one of them, Groundlings is another, Improv Olympics and, you know, Second City, it is actually more common now that you need to have it on your resume as, like, just foundational. It's like right. taking your SATs. If you didn't take them, like, why are you applying to college kind of mm-hmm. thing? Which And that's just the way it's different between now when Bo's, like, talking about referring to maybe, like, 10 years ago. Um so that's why I just want, and it's not an application. Pro- it costs a lot of money. It's not cheap. 
And they have scholarships, like diversity scholarships. I mean, you know, it's but, one of those things. It's like, yo, school's not for everybody um, as well. Yeah. You know, so it's like... But it can help. I, oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, I don't take my one year at school for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, and some people will have, like, some natural gifted ability and, and automatically go to SNL, whatever. Yeah. That right. might happen. But it's like, you might as well, you know, take this class. And not, improv not only gives you more experience in improv, but... I've done improv at a theater in New York one time. I accidentally got signed up for it and I was so pissed. <laughs> but it was like, and I was so nervous before doing it. And then I went and did a scene and um, it was freeing. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I love even it. if you're not a comedy actor, you take an improv class, like it's such a freeing experience and a liberating experience. It's that, a good yeah, especially skill. If you go to a good school or good, you know, a good have a good teacher it's so much it's fun. a very good like experience. no yeah definitely and it's and it's fun and you meet a community of people so yeah um no i totally feel you like I'm i took a i took an improv class at the ywca in berkeley and like i'm playing back that experience compared to like being at ucb it's two really different experiences one was for like random people from within the community just want to do it for fun and like want yeah. to feel less awkward conversing with people but ucb it's like people are there with an agenda which is dope because it feels like you're with people who are like taking this seriously and understand right, right. how getting into improv and under you know getting comedy training or no, whatever definitely. impacts your career yeah which i mean dope. you can be like a big fish in a pond with like a bunch of other small fish and that feels cool whatever <laughs> but like it's cool to be you know a big fish "Quote unquote" with other big fishes, you know, right, what I mean? and right, we're right. like always pond sharks. together, and so we yeah. see or with sharks, yeah, and, yeah. You know, people who are yeah. better than you, yeah. like that is great. You I think know? that's a um, that's a very good, you know, like illustration, allegory, allu- metaphor, <laughs> metaphor for you know just maturity, right? Understanding that the world is bigger than you think, and it's right, always right. there's always someone better than you. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. even always. the best person in the world has someone they has look someone up they to. Look up oh to. Yeah. yeah, for sure, and for sure. Like, so I want to go back to something you said earlier about just um, natural talent. And like, it reminded me of something uh, one of my business professors told me. And he had like the best one-liners, but he was addressing the class saying, there are people who are naturally smart and will get what we're talking about and don't need to study and will ace everything. And there are people who try hard. Right. No one here is smart. (laughs) (laughs) So you better try hard. No, I totally right. feel you. I mean, that's such an important thing. Like my best friend Arby, he, um, I love Arby. Arby, he's uh, he's one of those guys who like naturally gets everything, but he would sleep a lot in class and stuff, you know. Yeah. So he would get bad grades, <laughs> even though he was like smarter than us, yeah. you know, and smarter than the people who didn't really get it at first. You know what I mean? Right. And um, but that was just, that was just his style. But like that's when I was realizing like a lot of people learn differently, you know. Yeah. And and a lot of people have to kind of work hard and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I also learned this with my, one of my musical theater friends, um, who I didn't necessarily think at first that she was one of the greatest singers in class. And, um, we had to work a lot when she would ask me to like help her with auditions and stuff. And she would work so hard and she wanted it so bad. And she, she wasn't as naturally gifted as the other singers, you know? So, um, our teacher would maybe pay attention to them more, you know, mm-hmm. but she was working hard and like kept doing it and kept wanting to work with me and play piano and stuff. And it literally has been years, six years since we were in class together and she has been working so hard. She booked young Elsa at, for Frozen what? Disney. And, and, and in, in my mind, oh it's my like, God. I see her as this, you know, <laughs> this little girl who like, you know, wasn't as good as the rest of the guys, but 
you know, was so passionate about it. And I almost felt bad before, like, man, I feel bad because she's always going to, she's not going to, like, someone's always going to get cast over mm. her, I feel like, you know, even though she's working so hard. And yeah, now she gets yeah, to yeah. sing, do you want to build a snowman every day? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then now she is part of the new, you know, the new Frozen, part of the first batch mm. of of people. And um, I'm just so excited to see her. But that's just, like, a testimony to, to hard work, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's amazing. No matter, like how talented or like untalented you think you are, you know, if you're putting in the work, it'll, it'll pay off. And it's, and it's a certain level of, of, I think the kind of the umbrella word is just the persistence and the perseverance to take even feedback to know that maybe you are not where you want to be currently. Sure. sure. And then, yeah, like using that as a, a driving force to say like, all right, I'll take that feedback and I'm going to like become better. Right. And it's hard to take feedback from people that you'd feel like, don't have any right to give you that feedback mm-hmm. and it's so it's important to like filter out maybe you don't even yeah. know what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly. why you got to seek it out i think that's why i say like i want to be with uh, the sharpest knife i want sharp to sharpen sharp you know yeah. like yeah <laughs> what's the what's the right analogy what's the sharpen the tool yeah or? but there's there's a certain saying but you know like i, I want i want to be sharpened by people that i respect and then i think you like oh be, damn i want to be on you your level the sharpest tool in the shed Maybe whatever. And looking kind of dumb with <laughs> a and a thumb. <laughs> um. Anyway, actually, I wanted to before we move on because I wanted to um get a question from our global staff. People are global so staff. Exci- excited that we're talking with you. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh um, but they're they're really excited about your new video. Oh my god! And they want to know like how it was working with Andrew Rose and making that video. You went to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It was. um, I saw this. I saw the Instagram or the the pictures about. Cool, man. Um, man, beautiful escape is a song I wrote a while ago, and um, I was even coming up with this project when I was working with John Enriquez a lot. Nice. And um, you know, we were coming up with story ideas, but I had a bunch of fans submit stories. And I got like 300 entries. It was crazy. What? And me, John, and our friend Mike, we um, put got it down to like three ideas that we wanted to use. And the project just kind of was put on the shelf for a while. Um, I was doing other things and then the hiatus happened and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. But I had a, um, a conversation with Andrew Rose, who does a lot of work now with Tori Kelly and stuff. And we all met at Music Speaks, which is a show that I used to put on all the time back in 2009, 8, 9. Um, and he's been working a lot and, um, finally this video kind of came to life and, um, it's the first video in a while that has not been sponsored, you know? So I, you know, putting all my money, not all of it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, putting a good amount into like getting the right equipment and making Mm -hmm. sure Andrew gets paid well and all this stuff. And, um, and we traveled to San Francisco. Yeah. So we got some cool key shots that, you know. Like SF stuff. Yeah. You know, like I love touristy it. Touristy stuff. It, it's like, cool. It definitely hit, you know, yeah. a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. And I know oh, I have a lot of fans in the Bay too. So a lot of them Bart. are responding well. <laughs> yeah. We're on BART. Then we travel to Vegas and it ends up being, I don't know if you watch it, it's like a little plot twist, but you know, I just felt really good that I was releasing a project I was passionate about. Yeah. And not because a brand had hit me up saying, hey, let's make a music video. Here's a whole crap ton of money to put it like to put it up you know what i mean and i was just like this felt like something that i was really excited about so i'm not really worried about the views and stuff and i just want people to like 
enjoy it and i wanted to enjoy it yeah like finally like a video i had been thinking about this video forever like i would listen to my own song <laughs> all like all the time just imagining what the video would look like and this has turned out better and that rarely happens it's really beautiful um so thank you to all the global staff who has watched it so far yeah and anyone who has watched it so far check it's it beautiful. out it's on I, his youtube page I, so i'm friends with andrew too and i was i was uh lucky enough to see the snippets beforehand so it was before the final product yeah, yeah. oh but cool it's like a super super rough cut of just like placement of like oh i think i'm gonna oh okay shot. yeah he sent you that one it was beautiful yeah and so that's what i was saying like it's it's really cool to see even what andrew's done because he's evolved so much as a filmmaker mm-hmm. to see his style over the years and like what he can do just from raw footage i was like damn yeah it's crazy Um, he's just a great cinematographer first um but also he has evolved into like a great director as well yeah um because he does shoot a lot of behind the scenes stuff so it's almost like that's his job with tori on tour so you don't know that he's even there yeah and then you see all this footage you're like holy crap this is amazing yeah i really i really enjoy his snapchats his that's his, that's his, are, are, yeah behind the behind the Highly scenes yeah, behind the scenes for sure <laughs> yeah. um, so it's cool to work with people like that and andrew he's so passionate about getting um the right shot he's such an artist like, he's such that, an artist yeah but also is a run and gun type dude so it's like if we don't get the shot you know what i mean like he'll make it work anyway yeah you know what i mean so those sun flares though. he can do a lot of different <laughs> great things he's uh yeah, I love I love that guy and and I'm very 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 excited about this video that came out. I think it's gorgeous. It's Thank just very you. and the the beauty of the shots and the beauty of like your relationship. It that it I don't know. I'm a huge music video fan, so it's just great. But can I do a really quick tangent? Um I saw I saw your Snapchats and you're freaking out and we were all freaking out for Tori and uh-huh. you've been friends with her for uh-huh, years. Uh-huh. I just had to bring it up like how's that been watching her like perform at the I mean, it's been insane for sure. Uh you know, I've known Tori since she first started writing songs. Yeah. Um, I've been so, watching you guys for years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And um, she was one of the best performances at the Grammys. I yes, oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely sure. top three, yeah. if not the top. <laughs> I mean, but it's just like so many people have been so uh, so enamored and, and shot, like in the industry. You know, you're seeing tweets and stuff like, holy crap, Tori Kelly's amazing, you know, yeah. pink and stuff. Like, we knew this. Pink and, yeah, and it's like a lot of people have known her for a while, so they kind of take claim. And that's how, like, uh, like YouTubers are, too. Like, their fans are like, I found this guy first, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's this whole I knew them before thing. they were cool. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, But it's been so interesting. Um, and a lot of people ask me, oh, so how's Tori now, you know, that she's famous and stuff? And like, She's totally the same person, just more busy, you know? So, like, yeah, we don't get to talk as much, but she's still the same person to me. Um, and I don't know. We still have, like, the same conversations that we've had for a long time. So, And I think maybe some people are a little surprised about that because, you know, when people are on the radio and stuff, like, you kind of have this perception about them. Like, they're this just, like, untouchable. Oh, like, you've changed. Yeah, oh, you've changed, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, same with, like, Jeremy Lin. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people probably think it gets to these guys heads but um they're so down to earth and um yeah i mean they're they, trying to kick it <laughs> yeah they're just trying to kick it you know and and there are these moments where they gotta kind of you know be in that world but um yeah no they're they're still just regular people and and me and tori still fangirl about things you know she was like fangirling about how she got to work with uh, kermit the frog and she's like oh my god i can't believe i i just did that like oh she's god. telling me like um how cool it was to to have Kermit there, like she felt like he was real, even though she could Aww. see the puppeteer and stuff. And she just got to work on Sesame Street, so freaking out about that. And nice. she's just did a voiceover 
part, like she's a featured role in an animated movie called Sing. Oh, how cute. So that's going to be insane too. So I'm just really happy for her and happy that, um, you know, we still do have the same relationship and, yeah. and, and, you know, music wise, we've always connected yeah. over the years. Your guys' videos telling- are just gorgeous. Like I still watch them again. YouTube is, has evolved and there's obviously like higher production value now, uh-huh. et cetera. Yeah. I don't care. Like I love the old video. Seriously. Yeah. The she's one all about Kathy <laughs> went in the bathroom yeah, lucky. singing lucky. That was I the know. first time I ever watched you. Oh, that's and so it's funny. still one of my favorite videos. Like, I don't need no sound production. No, I feel you. The I bathroom you. echo makes everyone sound great. Especially you guys. Yeah, acoustics. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Happy well, over. that's going to do it for this episode of The Cloud Oh my gosh, it's over. Yeah, we could talk for Evs. You have to come back or we'll go to Riverside and yeah, kick it thanks at so much for joining us, AJ. Um, before we let everyone go, um, if people want to check out um, your stuff, where should they go? Yes, just AJ Raphael anywhere. Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, yeah. Snapchat. It's all the same. Um, but yeah, check out the new music video on my YouTube. Uh, I am, I am trying to release a video every Monday. I've only Ooh. missed one Monday this year. So, um, <laughs> but you know, like, man, my friends, like, I don't know if y'all are familiar with, um, Roy Wasabi. He goes by Guava Juice Roy now. He releases a video every day. So, what? um, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, it's one of those things where, um, you know, if I do want to kind of come back into music and stuff and, and be part of shows and stuff, like, be active on the place where everyone has found me, yeah. right? Which is YouTube. So. It's home. It's yeah, home. it's home. So I'm going to yeah. keep posting there. So check back every Monday check on my YouTube out. channel. AJ Raphael, you gonna come kick it again? <laughs> and yes. um, before we leave, just a quick reminder or plea or just request for everyone um, who enjoyed listening to our podcast. Um, if you haven't done so yet, and you listen to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us, um, give us a quick review and rating and. You know, write something nice. Uh, five stars would be preferable, but you can give us whatever you want. But uh, any engagement on that will help us um, yes. better reach our Metadata audiences. and engagement <laughs> is so important. Yeah. And That'll well, be the next podcast that we have real. on. Hey, I'm down. Professor like, AJ Raphael when on more, Metadata. more people are active in stuff, whatever website it is on, like YouTube or iTunes or whatever, yeah. it shows up more in the search results. Yeah. All that stuff. It, and it all depends on your guys' engagement with us. Yeah. Just uh, share us with your friends. Say, check yes. out this cool podcast. Sharing. Yes. Sharing. Oh, my God. We would really, we, and we would really appreciate it. And if you have any questions to send to us um, for us to read on the air and to answer, um, the, the email is podcast at collaboration.org. We always look forward to reading our emails from our listeners. Um, special thanks to the Blazing Rays of the Sun for um, letting us use their song Closer to You off their new record, Young Love, for our intro and outro this month. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that'll do it for <clears throat> Marvin, Minji, and AJ. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Peace. guys. Yeah.